this is Bill After from OneWrestling.com, and I listen to the Board Wrestling Fan. It's Sunday. It's 2 p.m. It's Board Wrestling Fan Radio. I think so, Joe, along with G. Sure. Noise. JT's not here, but he's here in spirit because I'm slightly drunk. <laughs> and Drow Goddess. His spirits are here, is what you're telling us, right? Pretty much, yeah. Bad attempt at a drunk joke. Never mind. <laughs> JT did say he'll be here, but he'll be late. Oh, well, depends on the length of the show. We've been ending early. That's true. And without his stuff, that's like 50% of the show. That well, is he true. He could be so late that he misses the show. That is true. It'll show up like right as we're going off air. <laughs> yeah, probably. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh, my phone battery's charged. <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah, random noises. Without coaster here. Coaster will supposedly be back next week. Oh, that's good. Yes. This is Board Wrestling Fan Radio. It is the least wrestling-related wrestling podcast of all time. <laughs> so usually we come in here and we have, like, we talk about everything except pro wrestling, and it usually takes us a few minutes to get going because it takes us a minute to come up with a topic. Well, I actually, uh, yesterday, I got my Christmas present because I pay for half of it because I'm a good son. And I picked up an Xbox One uh, so I can finally play 2K16. That shit is 50 gigabytes. <laughs> that takes up 10% of the hard drive on my Xbox. Damn. It's getting deleted as soon as I'm finished with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never actually played any of the 2K games. So that'll be an experience, I guess. I bought it. 50 I haven't gigabytes. I hope I get the DLC as well. <laughs> I bought it and I haven't played much of it. I think I bought the like, what, what do you call it? The oh, whatever the package is that's supposed to come with most of the DLC, and then uh, it's season like season pass. Well, there's they have like the deluxe digital edition, which comes with the uh, season yeah. pass, and it's like it's like okay, but now you have to pay extra for Goldberg, and you have to pay extra for this NXT pack, like. What the Wait, fuck was the point? Goldberg is a separate DLC. Yeah, Goldberg's a separate DLC. That's bullshit. You well, that's what make they a pre-order bonus, a separate DLC. They do that every year though. <laughs> like usually it's not this quick though. Usually it's like, okay, you have to wait like 6 months and then well, you yeah, can get the pre-order. Put it DLC. in the first DLC at least if you're going to do that and give them some time. Yeah. Way to just kick everyone who pre-ordered in the dick. <laughs> We made you pre-order to play as Goldberg, but it doesn't matter because everyone else can anyway. Bankers. Yeah, well, you know, that's uh, that's why I'm glad I got it cheap after the fact. Yeah, uh, that's just the gaming industry. Board gaming fan. Two PMs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've played a little bit of it. I haven't gotten like too deep into it. I've been playing, uh, you know, the my career mode or whatever you call it. Yeah, it's my career. Yeah. And a two K sixteen on the showcase thing with Steve Austin. Yeah. 
Not sure what's in 17. I There's think it's no just showcase mode. I'm disappointed in that fact, because that's like what, my favorite thing to do. What are showcase? Goldberg's career? All seven matches? <laughs> hey, he had at least 170-something matches, <laughs> according to WCW. Yeah, relive the streak every single match. Yeah. <laughs> Worst game mode ever. You get, but you get all the DLC that comes with like all the characters that come with that. Could you imagine playing as Hugh Morris in WWE 2K17? <laughs> My brother and one of his friends, we had every wrestling game ever made for years, and we were watching when the Monday Night Wars was going on the first time, and that's what we used to do, was just, we created everybody, and I mean, he would fill up every game it was, every slot, we would create everybody who ever worked for the company for five minutes in you know, <laughs> 1982 and then we'd put it in battle royal mode and go through and pick people and then sit there for two and a half three fucking hours on the couch and watch the computer play itself in battle royal mode with all these people we created and kind of lost the right to criticize anyone else ever for any video game related <laughs> that it's fascinating you just you're watching it and you're like okay why does the big show have Rey mysterio's move set that's kind of awesome yeah, that's something everyone does they, they load up someone and give them a stupid thing yeah that's that's been like a being given the uh, funkadactyl's entrance yeah i was gonna say that's been like a youtube thing for a few years now where it's like oh we're gonna take the toughest guy on the roster and give him the most ridiculous (laughs) person's entrance shovel burying (laughs) oh yeah that was great (laughs) actually i I saw the uh i saw the tensai funkadactyl's one the other day from from like a few years ago i think it was uh, tensai it might have been mark henry you know, it was Mark Henry. He gave him the Funkadactyl's entrance. I don't know. That still kind of works, though. <laughs> well, that, that's more sexual chocolate than Hall of Pain. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. He, he <laughs> could have pulled it off at the sexual chocolate point. Well, a lot of things that man pulled off in his sexual chocolate days. <laughs> <laughs> like a transvestite. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, she got a penis. <laughs> we were watching that, and I remember because it was me and my brother and his friend Dave. We've had several friends called Dave, one in particular. Meltzer. And huh? Meltzer. Oh no, he's not our friend. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's never you know, been on our couch watching wrestling with us. He would probably not be that cool, but. <laughs> between us we're just looking at each other going okay wait did I just hear what I thought I heard because the way he said it we weren't completely sure and until it got played back again later we weren't totally sure that we heard that but it was one of those kind of awkward moments we're like okay um next thing all right Yeah, that was uh if you want if you if you want to sum up the attitude era, that was it right there. And remember, there are people who want to bring those times back. <laughs> uh, 
I was just watching ESPN is doing one of those 30 for 30 things on the XFL. I've heard they're going to do that. It sounds brilliant. And I'm, I'm surprised that Vince let them do it. I just, uh, I just shared the, uh, I shared the, the trailer for it just a few minutes ago. It's like, yeah, as bad as my Niners are doing, I could go for rooting for the New York, New Jersey hitmen. <laughs> the Las Vegas outlaws. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I watched. I know football season is ending. It could be time for the XFL to return. Could be. I remember watching the first game. I was at a nightclub, and they happened to have it on their giant screen at the nightclub. And I think that might have been the only XFL game I ever watched. I think that was the only XFL game most people watched. <laughs> That's true. By the end of the season, they had terrible ratings. I'm going to have to look this up and see whether the raw ratings now are worse than the XFL ones. Ooh, that might be a good uh, that might be a good uh, piece of information to have. <laughs> now, searching XFL ratings came up with a news story called XFL ratings still in free fall. <laughs> <laughs> still, they've been off the air for 15 years, <laughs> but still in free fall. I'm just waiting for that to come up on the WWE Network. I, I, I think they've burned it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> XFL football, one season. <laughs> uh, it was a good idea, just poorly executed. Uh, I thought, though, even... When it came out, I swear I remember reading stuff saying that you know, that type of like arena football or whatever it was that they were calling it has never done as well as people would expect it to. That basically, if you're going to do it, that's not how you do it. I don't know enough about sport marketing to be able to say anything with certainty, but there did seem to be some truth to that, that it wouldn't have mattered who put it on, that it just would not have done so great. That's entirely possible, but I think the way that he was marketing it as like, okay, the NFL is in the off season. You still want football. Here's football. I would have thought that would have done well. In fact, I believe that the first game was very highly rated. People, A lot of people tuned in, but once they saw the on-field product... Yeah, they, they didn't stick around for it. Right, I mean... It, okay, it, uh, they, they averaged a 3.9, which is much better than Raw, but by the end they were doing less than one. Yeah. <laughs> so the average was still better, but let's not forget that, that they had a very good first episode, so that probably helped balance out the average. I would imagine. And you got to realize, like, these guys that were playing in the XFL, these were guys that weren't good enough for the NFL. And that's the problem, I think, with any league. Because the NFL is, like, the pinnacle. Anybody that plays football, that's where they want to go. American football. Yeah. I, I should specify, because we do have an Englishman on the show. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's part of the problem, is they didn't have you know, the NFL caliber of athlete. Plus, they kept changing the rules throughout the season. Oh, I think I remember that part because I didn't pick up on it 
very much, but I, I was told that by somebody else watching it. Like, okay, well, that's kind of it was like by mid-season they were advertising like, okay, this week we're gonna go into the cheerleaders' locker room. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they had a dream sequence where someone went into the cheerleaders' locker room. <laughs> awesome shit. That that's what they were resolved to. They went to dream sequences. Yeah, it was just yeah. Having said, I've never watched a game of American Hand Egg in my life, but I would watch one if it took place in a steel cage. <laughs> Just a hundred foot steel cage. <laughs> See that, that that's the thing with the XFL. It was like it was a good idea because okay, we're gonna have football when football's not on. So you're gonna have football year round now because you're gonna have the NFL, and then in their off season you're gonna have the XFL. So that's that was a good marketing concept. But the problem was is that the XFL was football if it were done by the World Wrestling Federation during the Attitude Era. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'd be curious, though. Does, um, I read an article about ratings on NFL games being down by like 30% across the board, and somebody much, much more knowledgeable about football stuff than me was talking about all the reasons why people were basically giving up their Sunday football traditions and talking about things like uh, the games are too long, there's too many penalties, everything's all cookie-cutter, you can't celebrate or show personality at all, there's too many advertisements, mm-hmm. you know, all of those kind of things. I don't know how true that is, you guys would have to tell me if you watch a lot of that, but the person who was writing the article was bemoaning the fact that basically football wasn't fun anymore, and I've got to wonder... If you were to throw something like the XFL, not the same kind of thing, obviously, but would it be more successful when you've got 30% of the traditional football audience going, screw this, I'm done? Well, I, you well know, that I, was the thing. Vince was like, football's no fun anymore, but now it actually is no fun. Well, you know, it was. it's funny because the, the trailer for the 30 for 30 actually has a clip of Vince McMahon saying, okay, if the NFL is the no-fun league, the XFL is the extra-fun league. <laughs> and, I mean, that's yeah, been a criticism of the NFL. It stands for football. Right. It's like the second W doesn't stand for wrestling. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's been a criticism of the National Football League for quite a while, is that it's, you know, NFL stands for no-fun league, because... Uh, you know, they've been instilling these, like, okay, you can't have excessive touchdown celebrations, and you can't, you know, you can't taunt or anything like that. Yeah, I heard that. That was fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> we had that problem, too, when they were like that, and I was like, fuck off. I was watching a game a few weeks ago, right? And just, like, you know, one of the players, like, flexed in the direction of one of the other team's players, and they're like, nope, that's a 10-yard penalty. Yeah, I think I'd stop watching if that happened. <laughs> but then, like, a week later, I'm watching another game, and one of the players taps the other guy on the helmet and doesn't get a penalty. Like, okay, wait, so you can't flex in his direction, but you can pat him on the head. Okay, I got you. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like it ought to take six hours to play a game of football. 
where they only spend like, like 13 minutes and... actually playing. Yeah, I mean, I don't... My parents are both PhDs in football, and so I, I watched it a lot, but it was just not really my thing. And it just seemed like it took years to play a quarter, and I thought, how is that fun? I saw a but statistic. it is fun, but... Uh, <laughs> It just seems like they could focus on the game a little bit more. I think when people watch it, they drink and they eat a lot, and that's what makes it fun. And they gamble, too. They don't enjoy the game. They enjoy what they do while the game is on. All right, this is uh, from the Wall Street Journal. This is a few years ago. Uh, back in 2010, this article was posted, uh, and they have a little helpful infographic here, if I can just get to it, because, you know, it's one of those sites that loads everything very slowly and at random. There we go. Uh, the, in an average NFL game, uh, this is the breakdown of the time of what's going on on the broadcast. Uh, you have three seconds of the cheerleaders. You have 11 minutes of actual playing time. 17 minutes of replays and 67 minutes of players just standing around. Yeah, I don't think anyone would want to watch that. That is uh that is the average National Football League game. That's not even a sport. That is that's literally just people standing around doing nothing. I mean, I'm how long did you say they were playing? 11 minutes of actual playing time in a National Football League game. I'm incredibly out of shape. I could play for 11 minutes. I could join the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I'd die, but I could do it. <laughs> you, uh, hey, we were traded to the San Diego Sharks once. I'm pretty uh, sure we could get on an NFL team now. Yeah, San Jose <laughs> Sharks. But <laughs> Hey, I, was, I, I wasn't ready yet, guys. Oh, I didn't know you weren't ready. Okay. No, well, you put no, a radio no, voice on. Who the fuck is this? All right, well, talk when you're ready, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Take your time, man. Well, I, I am like, I'll be ready in a few minutes, and like, I thing I feel like I come downstairs and boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Well, it said you were online, so it's like, oh, okay, he's he's online. Well, I, I got everything ready so that, you know, I didn't, like, take, like, five minutes when I, you know, to get online, so... Yeah. Sorry, man. We're so, just having, so, a, we're having a conversation well, about man, football. Tell, tell, tell us why the NFL sucks balls and is really shitty. It doesn't suck balls. It is really shitty. It's awesome. Oh, well, okay. You got one person who disagrees. <laughs> what, the fuck, what the fuck? What the fuck is that all about? Well, yeah, I know. I know Joe hates the NFL. <laughs> well, if your team wasn't, if your because Joe, Joe Joe's team is like the only. If it weren't for the Cleveland Browns completely jobbing this whole season, <laughs> poor Gary Bartnage, um, the San Francisco 49ers would be the number one. Would be the number one draft pick. <laughs> well, we're we're actually not talking about why our teams suck. We're talking about why the league is losing ratings and comparing it to the XFL. <laughs> well, well, it's because of that Kaepernick person. <laughs> he, he done, he done took that knee and he don't hate America. So we got to hate football. <laughs> oh, I wonder why everything's going well, you got on just as I was t uh, as I was telling these guys. A, a Wall Street Journal article in uh, in 2010 says that there, uh, in any given National Football League broadcast, the average is three seconds of cheerleaders, 
11 minutes of actual playing time, 17 minutes of replays, and 67 minutes of players just standing around. <laughs> I know you watch football, so, I, you know, that's uh, that sounds pretty accurate to me. I don't know about you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but again, JT drinks, so of course he enjoys it. People enjoy what they do while the game is on, not the game itself. You know like what? The Super Bowl during Thanksgiving. You're too fat. You're too drunk to care. You just sit around and watch football. Hey, hey, hey! When you have the NFL Sunday ticket and you have the eight-game channel, it's never boring. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine there's always something going on when you're watching eight games at once. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. One channel you... showing the cheerleaders, another showing a replay. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't say that about um... <laughs> the other six showing somebody standing or standing around. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can't say that about the XFL because what they didn't even have eight total games a week, so <laughs> I don't think they had eight games total. Well, that's that's kind of what we were getting at was uh, the the XFL, uh, just how badly it tanked. I don't know if you saw. I posted the uh, trailer for the XFL uh, Thirty for Thirty that ESPN's going to do. Uh, the, the XFL no. was so bad, I accidentally searched XLF and it didn't correct me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we See, were talking I'm about. Like, I'm completely in the minority mi- minority of all that because I actually enjoyed watching the XFL. Did Fuck you... all the haters, all the fucking naysayers. <laughs> did you want... rooted... it sound amazing? <laughs> what? It did sound amazing. Well, what, what was Joe gonna ask? Did you watch the entire season? Yes. Okay. I only, I think I might have only missed like the very first week, but I watched every. Fr- no. I take that back. There, there was on three different networks. I didn't have one of the networks, so I missed the games on that network. But I, other than that, I watched it every week. I'm trying. I'm trying to like recall because I think on the games were on Saturdays. And I was no, used... there were some on Saturdays and some on Sundays. There okay. was two on Saturday and two on Sunday. So I don't know why I missed the Sunday games. I know I was out almost every Saturday back then. Yeah. So... What what question? What what episode are we at today? Uh, are we two fifty seven? Two fifty seven. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to get the docs. I was just just going. Trust me. I'm... Folks, I'm literally just getting home from my one of my job Christmas parties, so. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I watched that shit every week. It was I enjoyed it. Hell, I'd even go to fucking the bar and watch it at the bar. <laughs> See that? Well, that's what I was saying. Was my first experience with the XFL was the first game was on at a nightclub I was at. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had a Kahunaville here. We used to go to Kahunaville every Saturday night, and that's when it was on every Saturday night. I think I think I went to the club every Saturday night because the person I was dating at the time was going to that club. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll I'll meet you there. I'll see you there. And I think the first week, I think they showed the game, and then after that, they <laughs> just were like, no, that's And after okay. that, you didn't have a girlfriend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually think the first time I went to the club was the night of the first game. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're welcome, Laura. She She's asking me. why we're still just talking about the XFL handbag. <laughs> oh, she, she, yeah, this is the same person who who, con- who calls me Eric Young, knowing how knowing my <laughs> hatred for him. You're not even Canadian. <laughs> I'm part Canadian. Uh, okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> 
I'm borderline Canadian. No, you're on He's the border. Canadian, it's different. Baby. Doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> JT's got more uh, ice cred here. Yeah, I'm I'm French part French Canadian. Ooh. Oh, That's right. You're like That's... the uh, fancy Canadian. Ooh la la. <laughs> he took the separation thing really seriously. He's half American, <laughs> half Canadian, and half French. He's very large. <laughs> He's the Canuck bear pig. <laughs> so, yeah, so fuck football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although if they did bring back the XFL, I think I'd watch. Screw you guys, I'm at home. <laughs> Well, uh, like I said earlier on Facebook, if uh, you know, I, I could really use a reboot of the XFL right now. As bad as my Niners are doing, I'd love to root for the, uh, you know, New York, New Jersey hitmen or something. See, I always rooted. I rooted for the Los Angeles Extreme. <laughs> ah, that's one of the other teams. I mentioned the Las Vegas Outlaws was the other team I could think of off the top of my head. Yep, I think that's all I can remember. <laughs> Like I rem I I I remember it was funny because it was the the um the Los Angeles Extreme were the storyline team that was supposed to win it all and they started zero and two and then won the rest <laughs> won out the rest of the season. That was legit. That was Where's legit. Where's Philapta's book? His football broken. I didn't know it was. <laughs> no, that's football legit. Fixed. I didn't know it was broken. I remember three games into the season, like Jim Ross or something was on commentary because yeah, they used Jim Ross was one of the football the coach Jonathan Coachman was one of the commentators. Um, but they, they, they were like, yeah, um, many people were saying that the Los Angeles extreme, we're, we're, we're going to be the, we're going to be the, the favorites to win the, win the, win the XFL this year. And they're in two right now. <laughs> and then, oh, just like that, they, they, they win the rest of their games and when <laughs> they went out. Well, like I said, XFL was, was what football would be like if it was made by the WWF during the attitude era. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. The NFL, the NFL took some of the stuff from the XFL. You know, you know the, you know the cameras all in the middle of the, like all the HD cameras and shit that were like in the middle that are above the the players that come down. That yeah. that was all in the XFL. They did that first before the NFL did all that stuff. Okay, so we've established that Kevin Dunn is responsible for the ratings decline in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the actual numbers I'm reading on Forbes from a couple of days ago, it's 25% down approximately on Sunday and 20% down approximately on Thursday. And they're talking about scrapping Thursday night football games too. Yeah, those are those are just kind of pointless, you know? Because half the time, okay, yeah, I know there's football Thursday night football games, but most of the time, with the exception of this week, because it was an actual play, had playoff, had playoff implications, the, 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 this was the only one that really was was a meaningful game. Most of them are all just been like the Browns playing the fucking you know Ravens or some <laughs> shit like that. I'm sorry, Gary. I'm sorry, but we, we, we when your team's tanking, you got it. We got to make the butt of your 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 team the butt of our jokes. Uh, and those color rush uniforms. <laughs> you remember the first week they did it, it was Buffalo and, and the New York Jets, and the Bills were wearing all red. The Jets were wearing all green, and they were wearing shades of red and green that people with red-green color blindness could not see. So you couldn't tell the difference between the two teams. Wow. 
Yeah. They only have to watch for 11 minutes, though. So, right, I mean, right, it's true. not that bad. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. If people want to watch that, that's fine. I don't give a shit. I'm not. I'm not watching it. But what is it? Seven? No, 11.0 rating on Fox. 11.2. Last year, this year it's like seven point eight. It still blows almost everything out of the water. It does. That's a fucking regional rating. <laughs> yeah, that, that's more than SmackDown, Raw, and Impact combined. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Like when you hear this type of stuff, like the show that JT and I watched, like the sky is falling, The Walking Dead's losing ratings, yada yada. It's getting like a fucking thirteen market share and it's like um that's like three times as much as any other show i and i i love i love the i love the fucking the haters the people who the, who who have left the show oh, this show's going down so hill and i can't i can't wait for it to get canceled it's like but it's a it's still killing in the ratings it's not going anywhere yeah yeah well it's like well you know it's also like our, our gripe with fucking um the simpsons it's like we all love joe and i love the simpsons but we both agree it should be over, but it's still making a shit ton of money for fucking Fox. So exactly, they're gonna keep it. That's why they keep it going. I mean, you you've got even me that's sitting here like, okay, these episodes are getting ridiculous. Yeah, this year this, this season is <laughs> terrible. This is probably the I will actually admit this is probably the worst season they've I, I they've ever done. I liked the last episode that was on, but you know it's yeah. like. They're few and far between now, but still, like you said, people are still tuning in. They're still making a ton of money off of it. That's why they're yeah. signed for two more seasons. Then, of I, course, I you know, say, it would be I'll nice be to go out. I'd be surprised if it lasts past season 30, but... I, I think 30 is going to be season it. 20. <laughs> I, I, think, no, I, I think I think 30 is going to be it. it. I think they're going to end it at 30. I think that 30 is a, a good, you know... Because you got to realize... They yeah, can't, I, they, I know what's going to happen. They're going to go to... Uh, they're going to get to 30, and then Brock Lesnar's going to do a run-in, and he's going to cancel it, because he likes breaking streaks at 30. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I, season... I would totally kill to see Bork laser on The Simpsons. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's going to be on this Sunday night on The Simpsons. Tonight, oh, actually. That's, oh, that's tonight. this Sunday? That's tonight. 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 Okay. Is he I... a football person? No, he's not a football person. No, he plays rugby. <laughs> similar. Similar. Uh, you might you might rugby. remember him from the animated show Pro Stars. Yes, that is true. He also did a cameo in the Mighty Ducks. I think the second one. Hmm. What was Drow? What were you gonna say? Oh, nothing terribly funny. I was just saying that he kind of does play rugby just on ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I might have to watch that one later. I have I, I record all the Simpsons and I catch up on them periodically when I, I think I might be able to have a sliver of attention. It's tough, it really is. But I do I do attempt to watch it. That I kinda wanna I kinda wanna see what they're gonna do with them because there's within the hockey world a lot of people are of course wondering what, what jersey or team affiliation I'll give the guy. So Oh the promotional imagery all had him in the uh Oilers colors. Yeah, that's the one that makes the most sense, but eh, we'll see. There'll, there'll be some interesting hockey trolling, no matter what. Of course. Yeah, good times. 
So how many times have they had hockey references on this show? It's quite a few, actually, come to think of it. Yeah, absolutely. There's been at least a couple of episodes that were based around hockey. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, about and the one with Bart and Lisa trying to kill each other. Yeah, uh, that was the best one for sure. Yeah. That's the only one I remember. Yeah, same. <laughs> That's the memorable one. I know there's been references, but I... <sighs> There's been a lot of there's been a lot of like ones where they go to games, but it's always oh you know the Springfield Isotopes hockey team now <laughs> you know because they're, they're all called the Isotopes. They're all called the Isotopes, yes. Hmm. Except for the high school football team, which is of course the Wildcats. Yep. Because every football team in America in high school is called the Wildcats. <laughs> I at least had the benefit my high school was the Power Cats. <laughs> Did you See, face my... the Thundercats? <laughs> we might have. Mine were the Warriors. I think they might have changed it because, you know, Native they're, Americans. They're the Warrior Cats now. <laughs> well, yeah, probably because of the Native American bitch, bitch and moan fests. About Warriors? Really? That, that yeah. doesn't even have, like, an attachment to, like, an actual, like, ethnicity. Though. Right? Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, like, every society in the history of humankind has been a bunch of asshole, violent motherfuckers that have warriors. Yeah, but the logo's actually Native Native American, so they might have changed that. Okay, they could just change the logo. You know, put put some, like, white dude with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, that's fucked up. We had the Lancers, because, you know, medieval and shit. I guess I don't know. <laughs> My school had no school spirit, though. I was, uh, you know, early to mid '90s. So yeah, we didn't we didn't care. We were the Nirvana generation after all. So <laughs> I think yeah, every single one of our school dances would start at the beginning of the week with the announcements on Monday: buy your tickets in the foyer or whatever, and it would be on Thursday night. And, Wednesday, same announcement every week, quite clockwork. Due to a lack of ticket sales, school dance has been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even fucking go to my grad, like your guys' prom. I don't know what we call it in Canada. I didn't even go to it. I, like, I didn't it, go to, to some mine other school. because, yeah, just I, why? <laughs> I, I went and hung out with the Catholic kids at some like underage party guys. <laughs> like, fuck that. I don't care about those people. And G has a checkered past we knew nothing about. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I had some friends and shit there, but the majority of my, the people I hung out with were all at the uh, Christian Catholic denominated school, so whatever they worship, I don't know, goat sacrifices or some shit. <laughs> but whatever. Good old apathy. I actually went to my prom, and then I went to prom like two years later with somebody else. <laughs> Actually, the the girl that I went to uh, the club with that had the XFL games playing. <laughs> it all comes full circle. It's all, yeah, I did, I, it's all the I XFL's didn't, fault. I didn't go to prom. But yeah, you know what I ended up trying to do? I tried I tried last minute and get mad dashing to buy it. And I was like, they were like, I, I'd already got scheduled to go to work that night. So I was like, ah, oh, well, oh, well, too bad. Because <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> My brother yeah. deliberately scheduled himself to have to work on the night of his prom so he couldn't be made to go by anybody. It was <laughs> the plan all along. Actually, my friend and I were actually on prom committee. We were 
we were uh, supposed to like help set up and everything. And I remember like it was it was 1999 and they were trying to come up with like a theme for the prom based on like a popular song of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it came down like the two top vote getters were, uh, of course, Green Day, Time of Your Life. And the other one was uh, Do Wop That Thing by Lauren Hill. That's better. That's, that's, that's way better, though. Fucking take that over the Korean film. Oh, that's what won out. Day, that's Good. what won. So we're sitting there and we're making this argument like, okay, would you rather it be prom, the time of your life, or would you rather it be prom, that thing? <laughs> <laughs> and they took that into consideration too, yeah. and they ended up like going with like faded pictures or some bullshit like that, right? So you guys talk yeah, amongst really. yourselves. I got to take this phone call. Remember all the good times? Well, they're over. <laughs> Welcome to adulthood. Well, it could, it, dead. it could have been worse, Joe. Though it could have been, it could have been wannabe. If you want to be my lover, was the Spice Girls big outside yeah. of England? Yeah, they were big here. Was that that was was that a '99 song? Was that Spice Girls? Wait, what? I know they came in around then. Well, though, yeah, they were they were big by then. They were like '96, '97. '96, '97. Okay, but the time of your life was 1997, so. Was it? Fuck! Yeah. Holy shit! That, oh, that right, was, on... it was the end of the uh, the Seinfeld episode, right? Yeah, because it was it was um it was um it was on the Nimrod album that came out in '97. It might not have been released till '98, but uh, as a single. But I know it was nine. It was 1997 when the uh, the album came out. Okay. I I, I don't and know. Do do sure. Wop was ninety also '98 too. '98. Okay. So. Huh. How about that? Learned something today. Drunken JT knows his, his his music knowledge. You drink and you know things. <laughs> I know there are most random shit. But then again, nobody the else is the Game of Thrones reference when you hear one. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Laura. No one wanted to go to prom with me. I know. I'm sorry. Well, Laura would have gone with you. No, Laura would have stood me up. And then, then said, then said, well, it was snowing out, even though it's the middle of, it's the end of, beginning of June. (laughs) Dead air? I guess. I don't have anything to say. It's June. It snows my city sometimes. So, fuck, I don't know. Well, I actually bought that excuse. No, it just went quiet. I was like, uh-oh, did, did I get dropped? <laughs> I just thought there was going to be more, and I wasn't going to interrupt you. <laughs> you know, politeness and shit. <laughs> Are you sure you're American? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Aren't you from the South as well? She's from, she's from, yeah. she's from Texas, where, where we, <laughs> they marry their guns. <laughs> I have never married a gun, thank you. <laughs> but you're not a real American. No, they marry their cousins. The guns are the second choice. No, that's Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee is where we marry our cousins. <laughs> what if it was Bart Gun? You. <laughs> well, I just had to throw it out there. Well, the, the thing about Texans really? and the South are not quite the same. A lot of people will lump them together, but Texas did used to be its own country, and 
that's kind of held over. You can go to pretty much anywhere else in the American South, and it's kind of a similar place, but you go to Texas, and it's just different. Yeah. And uh, there were, uh, for the longest time, you know, we would meet people from other countries who thought that America was kind of shit, but when they heard you were from Texas, it was like, oh, well, Texas is cool. We just don't like the rest of you. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Still not sure what that was about, but you know, it. Texas is not like the rest of the South in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, I, I cannot dispute the gun thing, but. You know, we have Austin, so yeah, there, there's always that. You, you, you not not only guns in, in your, and always make sure you have a top hat in your car, in your via in your vehicle. That's what I. That's what my my cousin when he lived in Dallas, he, he was told. A top hat. A top yeah, to, hat? To, to have a cowboy hat. Yeah, to, to keep a cowboy hat in his vehicle at all times. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I was what trying to a, think. What about a monocle? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the monocle and the cane. And Yes. A pair of breeches, breeches yeah. as you might call them. Oh well, Noyce will get a kick out of this. I had a couple of English friends on an internet wrestling site, um, uh, an eFed that I played on for several years, and one day I come into the comment section, and they're having this. It's not an argument, but it's. I guess it's kind of a game of you know. What color are your pants? And uh, everybody's commenting about the color of their pants. Well, the American, who didn't know what stuff meant, posted something about jeans, and everybody starts laughing and talking about how uncomfortable that must be. And I'm like, what? And they're like, pants. You know, pants. It's like, yes, I'm wearing pants. And they're like, I would hope that you were. And they just a while and the whole difference between what pants means here and there was something I learned that day <laughs> so uh yeah that was fun well, I have worn jeans without underwear they're right that wouldn't be very comfortable uh, yeah. but given the way that the world works there probably are denim underwear I figured once that edible underwear became a thing, all bets were off and you could have <laughs> pretty much any undergarment ever and nobody could say anything to you. Edible denim. Now there's the future. <laughs> wonder what it would be made of. Well, denim, presumably. Yeah, but how do you make that edible? They'll find a way. Life, life always finds a way. Especially where food is involved. That's when the Americans find a way. Uh, 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 somebody was posting on um, one of the other podcasts that I listened to about the massive number of Westerners who are going to be hitting Tokyo for Wrestle Kingdom this year that... You know, the point of the conversation was that New Japan doesn't seem to have figured out that they are a destination now and they need to you know, treat themselves that way, arrange 
for things to be easier to buy for people who don't live in Tokyo, that kind of thing. But the whole conversation got derailed when comments started being made about, you know, yes, huge numbers of overweight Americans hitting Japan in record numbers. There's nowhere to sit anymore. And you know, just all this shit. I, I'm about pretty sure Japan Americans. has McDonald's. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, that's so awful. Uh, I, I would deliberately avoid that if at all possible. What are you talking about? You talking about my freedom to get fat? <laughs> talking about doing so at a McDonald's in a totally Does the Wrestle Kingdom take place in the Tokyo Dome? <laughs> yes. Apparently that seats 42,000, so I guess they'll like get maybe 10,000 Americans in there. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was like, you can fit 10,000 Americans in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not familiar with how the seating goes. I know at immediate ringside, it's a lot of, you know, I guess, like steel folding chair kind of things. But the seating overall, I don't know how it's built or arranged. It's so, a baseball stadium, so presumably they have actual seating. Yeah, it's got... Uh, I can't remember which locations it is, but I know that some of them have, I guess you could call it the penalty box seating, where you're supposed to sit three and four people, essentially sitting cross-legged in a box. And you know, there's always jokes being made about, well, Westerners in general, but Americans in particular going over there and just not being able to do it. And... Uh, Apparently, it's entertainment for the Japanese crowd watching <laughs> Americans try to. I just say sit it would be entertaining if, if I tune. That is the only time I would tune in for a pre-show if it was just film of the Americans trying to sit down <laughs> and find their seats. <laughs> uh, see, I, I almost want to suggest that to see if they'll do it, but. Uh, it, in the past, it wasn't that big a deal, but I think this is the third year in a row that the non-Japanese viewing contingent has just exponentially grown, and not just in terms of individual waist size, but <laughs> they're going in bigger and bigger numbers every year, and when even people who work for the company are not sure how tickets can be acquired. And these are people who have, you know, personal relationships with each other. They wouldn't just say that to get out of being helpful. Yeah. Somebody in charge needs to figure out a way to make it practical for international travel, because right now it isn't. It's getting better, but it's still not very good. I dare say they may be trying to keep the Americans away. Nah, there's a McDonald's like right by the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you a link in the chat. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> and the review is uh, just located in front of the Tokyo Dome Stadium. It's a good place to take out some foods. Notice the ass. So not necessarily to buy expensive food in the Tokyo Dome. French fries and chicken nuggets should be a good companion for beer. But beer cannot be brought into the Tokyo Dome. Oh, that's going to piss off some Americans. 
But that 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 basically implies you can bring McDonald's in. Well, if you can take McDonald's into a cinema, you can probably take it to the Tokyo Dome. I think there's a difference between you can take it in and not getting caught taking it in. Yeah, that's true. That's legal. Just just hide it up your ass. Or hide it in the gap generated by your 5XL sweater. (laughs) You folks. (laughs) I say as I rub my 300-pound belly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, somebody asked... um... Chris Charlton from Japanese Audio Wrestling if the Tokyo Dome was BYOB because he had heard that it was. <laughs> Did and I don't know that I ever it? read a response to that. But, but hey, because that is apparently the only thing anybody drinks when they're out at an event is beer. They don't, you know, the whole, you know, buying soda or bottles of water or whatever. Nope, beer. Okay, oh. then. <laughs> That's what that's what we do here in America. We drink beer. We don't drink <laughs> we don't drink anything else. We don't drink that IPA shit. We drink that Pat's blue ribbon, <laughs> red, white, and blue. And Tennessee whiskey that wasn't invented in Tennessee. <laughs> what are you talking about? We in Tennessee whiskey was invented in Tennessee. It says on the bottle. <laughs> That's not whiskey, it's piss. <laughs> Fermented piss. Them's fighting words. You want to fight, noise? <laughs> That's going to involve you being able to stand up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am pretty lit up right now. I don't know. I, I'm packing the beer away. I think I'll be surprised if I can stand up. I've had I've had two be- I had two beers at my party, and I, now I have a, a Sep- Sapporo Premium Black Beer. I don't think you should admit that, given that you had to drive home. Well, I drove home after having two beers. That was sober driving home. Now I'm pretty lit yeah, up. You've built up a tolerance. You can drink like five and still drive. I know I have. <laughs> and this is New York, right? Where that kind of thing is, you know, trained from birth, right? <laughs> you know, you, you know, you know something. You know something there, do that. Um, <laughs> there was actually a time I was very against drinking, and I would never. I swear I would never touch a drink in my life. And but then, then you had your first birthday. No, then I had. <laughs> then, then I turned. Then I then then I met a certain somebody, and then that, that it all went downhill when I was twenty. <laughs> I went twenty years without drinking. Let's see what's that. I'm just realizing it's 50 minutes and no one has mentioned anything about wrestling, except perhaps the XFL. Uh, I, I have been taught to wait my turn on that because if I started <laughs> talking about wrestling at the beginning, everybody else would be like, dude, shut up. We don't do that here. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, I, I learned the hard way. Don't try and talk about wrestling. <laughs> Well, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you guys... I didn't really watch anything this week. I know JT sure was held in it, so it's probably yeah, our I, fault. I watched uh, most of it, really. Okay, yeah, so... I watched Raw, SmackDown, NXT, because of the championship match, it was all shit. And Lucha Underground. 
but Joe's gone, so I can't really talk about that because he's the only other one that watches it. I don't think he's coming back. He's... <laughs> I think he's oh, gone. <laughs> well, he just left us a message saying he doesn't no, know how long. Don't read he... that. He he's disappeared. Well, well someone's got he's got to play the break song, so it's not um, like anybody's gonna sing. Mark's gonna sing it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, what right. is it? You'll have to download the link to your brain, bud. You'll figure it out. <laughs> so, what was important to watch on Raw? Uh, about the only thing of significance was Charlotte slapping Ric Flair. What was important to watch on SmackDown? Uh, <laughs> uh, AJ showed a picture of his ass. And dear Ellsworth cost me something. Yeah, he went for the uh, the US title against Miz and lost. Intercontinental title, whatever. I don't care. I don't blame you because apparently the Ascension, the Hype Bros, and Baron Corbin were on SmackDown. So, yeah, nothing, nothing important there. I like Baron Corbin more than I probably should, but the Ascension are just like. I actually found Ascension... myself liking the Ascension this week. Uh, this week? Yeah. Okay. Did they die? <laughs> no, I, I don't know what about it. It was. I was just like, I can dig this. But they were they it's were like being a... tortured then. No. Oh, if I. What did you like about them? I mean. Did they speak? Because if they spoke, you must be lying. <laughs> I know. I just, I like, I kind of like the face paint. It's going back to the old days when there were just shit demolition ripoffs that beat the piss out of people. I don't know. I, I've always liked things like that, really. That's just one of my guilty pleasures, I guess. People in face paint and dark gothic characters. See, I'm reading a recap of it, and it's just one sentence, basically. It just says, The Ascension say darkness now rules the tag division. So, the tag division's on the Ring of Honor, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> now, they got iPads now. They have flashlights. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did somebody say goth? I listened to the Typo Negative came on the, the radio while I was driving home. <laughs> I'll be here all week, folks. There you go. Until you pass out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't get much sleep last night, so who knows how long that'll be? Probably like three thirty. That'll do it. Okay. You said there was a championship match on NXT. Uh, yeah, Samoa Joe versus Nakamura in Japan. Oh, oh they played the a... Osaka match. Yeah, well, they played like eight minutes of it. And like said, I said, shit. it's kind of Why shit because is... they either they edited out all the good bits or they were just having a bad night. Hmm. Hmm. But it was pretty cool to hear the Japanese crowd singing along to Nakamura's theme. <laughs> and they did were the whole stream as... <laughs> Did they have subtitles or? No, no, there's no just lyrics. Don't so fucking alert. I know. <laughs> I've just been awesome if they had subtitles. Because, I was again, I was disappointed that they didn't have flowers though. I mean, they did flowers for Finn Balor and was it Samoa Joe at Beast in the East? Oh no, no Joe was uh, there. Then. It was Kevin Owens. That's Kevin it. Owens. Yeah. Different fat guy. <laughs> A whiter fat guy. 
<laughs> I was disappointed they didn't have flowers, but they had streamers at least. They had the streamers. Okay. I thought briefly have... about watching that. Did they have anything with Ashka? Because she's from there, and I, uh, I forgot she about was in that. the backstage segment. She wasn't actually in the ring, and there was no Asuka from Osaka. Which would have been cool, but I think they would have killed themselves trying to say it. I mean, I barely did it then, but I am slightly inebriated. That's crap. They also have a black guy on commentary in NXT now. So yeah, there, there's another three-man booth there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the three-man booth setup is not impossible to have go well, but you've got to have the exact right people with the exact right chemistry. You can't just put three people at a table and have it work. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hey, does that mean I'm right? <laughs> yeah. I think so. I think that's confirmation. <laughs> we've never heard that on this show before, so I guess for, what, six years now, we've always been wrong. It makes sense. <laughs> wow. That explains so much. <laughs> Hashtag truth. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I can't even comment. That's the dude with the glasses from like the original NXT show, right? Like, I didn't like... even know who he was. I think his name's Percy Watts. And... Oh, That's Percy. It. Okay, yeah, I know who that is. Can they put Percy Watts on commentary? It was incredible because I found myself thinking they have too many black guys whose gimmick is that they like to dance and have fun. And it became especially clear when they had three in one fucking match. Because uh, there was a tag between, there was a tag match between uh, Cedric Alexander and what's the other, the uh, Rich, Rich Swan against okay. two other people. I'm like, this is two guys. Their gimmick is they're black. They like to dance, and on commentary is a fucking dancing black man. <laughs> they had three in one uh, match. <laughs> hello, post-racial society. <laughs> Percy Watson, well, back when he was in NXT, before it was NXT as we know it, his gimmick wasn't so much that he danced, but he wore stupid glasses and did spastic, nerdy things. Yeah, that was, they played a video package of it was him just in his weird glasses doing weird things. Uh, I would not have thought of putting him on commentary, but I... Somebody did. Which, while we're on the subject of people on commentary, I just have to ask what you guys think about it. I understand that they've apparently gotten rid of Lawler and Lita entirely. Now, I will be the first person to say that Lita was never a good talker and putting her on commentary was probably not the smartest thing, but you cannot tell me that she's got nothing to offer working with the other women doing something that, you know, if they you know, have to trot her out on camera every once in a while, they could. You can't tell me that she had nothing to offer. I know. Yeah, I, I thought she was pretty good on WrestleMania when she unveiled the belt. She, Other than Trish, she was perhaps the perfect choice for that. Yeah. 
I guess they just figured they didn't need a woman from the past anymore. Yeah, well, let's yeah, my, be honest. My sample size was too small. Like, I only saw the, the meme where she made a... She, she learned how to add to 100. That was, that's what it was, right? <laughs> no, she learned 10 times 10 is 100. Also. Yeah, multiplication. Yeah, I, I didn't see enough of it because I don't watch that shit. Like, that pre-show stuff. Yeah, I always skip that. I just... I can't add to the experience when I don't want to watch three hours to begin with. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, what were the ratings for that? What type of hits were they getting? Uh, I have no idea. I didn't really look at that part. I know that it was said pretty much straight out that Vince got rid of Lawler because he was old. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if that was why he got rid of Lita too, because no, oh, that was why he got rid of Jada. You can't have a woman over thirty. There are very few of them, yeah. (laughs) But it's kind of a sore spot for me because it's hard to explain. Well, I know it's going to come off sounding kind of sexist, but it is hard to explain to guys just how unbelievably important Lita was for female wrestling fans when she came on and basically changed the wrestling landscape forever. And pretty much all the women that I know that are of a similar age who are wrestling fans, Lita and Trish is right after her, are pretty much at the top of our pantheon. And the idea that, oh, there's no more use for you is about as insulting as it gets. So I know I'm taking this a lot more personally than some people, but... It's really hard to overstate just how important she was for us as fans. Well, what's worse, though, this time or when she retired by having Primetime steal her underwear and tampons? Uh, yeah, that her, her exit was one of the most reprehensible things. And, uh, that <laughs> and it came like a month after given. Trish, who got the big parade. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Because, oh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. She must have been an incredible role model for a shitload of girls and women. And they're just like, yeah, we don't need you. You're too old. We don't have a use for you. Go away. And Here's I Renee. Said, She's blonde and young. I mean, and I love Renee, was... but still. <laughs> Renee is fun. I like Renee. And yeah, I said straight up, I know Lita was not the greatest talker, but she never had to be. And... That's not They've got a lot of people. Who, they have a lot of people who are not good talkers, and you know, it's especially bad with the women because for so long, not only did they not have to be good talkers, it didn't matter if they were because they didn't. It, they didn't even really have it. to talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not so, like you need to use your mouth to shake your tits. I feel terrible for saying that, but that's the way it was. Oh, the role of the ballet versus the manager is pretty different. Yeah. Well, with managers, again, that was still pretty cool, but some of them, even then, they didn't have to talk. Uh, people love Elizabeth, but she couldn't really talk very much. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a two. I mean, well, I mean, that extends regardless of gender. I mean, you look at people that are strong on the microphone versus who are not, and probably the same ratio. I mean, you can only have so many, like, sensational sherries. Yeah, even she just... wasn't that great at first, but she did get pretty cool. Well, she got a lot better. She wasn't, but I mean, 
I don't even know if that was her character. I mean, I think initially she was probably typecasted into, you know, the eye candy or whatever you want to dub it as that you're talking about, like the role of the valet. And then uh, maybe, maybe she had it to begin with, and it was her... Because she was, she was like, one of... Uh, at least for the WWF, she was probably one of the first, if not the first, that really... I would argue at times outshine the person she was supposedly managing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's pretty. You look, you at, look at the era she's coming out of. I mean, she was she was alongside of like some managers that like Bobby the Brain and Captain Lou Albano, and I mean a lot of other managers that I just I mean it was so so much more difficult to like stand out coming coming out of that echelon of talent, and now we have nothing. Like we have. We have no managers. I mean, for all the uh, weird shit he's done since he left wrestling, Jim Cornette was still a very fun manager. He's an advocate. (laughs) I guess they've even shuffled that towards something different, too. Is there, are there any, I I really haven't been paying attention, and you guys know this. Are there any valets in WWF right now at all? WWE, sorry. There are no valets, but there are, there's two managers in Paul Heyman and Paul Ellering. But uh, no valets. No valets. What about Lana? Isn't Lana? Yeah, there Ooh. you go. There you okay. go. Well, she's been having her own matches. That's why she's been on the, I guess, house show circuit and having fans naming her finishing move. Lana's been having her own matches in the ring. So she is a wrestler now. And let's face it, the best Lana we haven't even had in a while because oh what what did somebody call it uh oh yeah lana was better when she was mrs ivan drago than being <laughs> rusev's you know it was great little love bunny she was, she was awesome basically then. the only one who could control rusev like he and, wouldn't let go of the uh, the clutch thing until she told him and and Sylvia Tarasha. Rusev controls you. In Soviet Russia, you crush Rusev. (laughs) That was such a great dynamic, and they had to go and fuck it up. Well, to be fair, Rusev came to the main roster. (laughs) In Soviet Soviet Russia, it fuck you up. (laughs) I mean, it's all hearsay, but, I mean, the story behind that was supposed to be she tweeted about getting married, and then God, but that was the why back. they dropped it, yeah. But before then, just the fact that that angle exists shows you how far she fell. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't. I didn't catch it, but I heard she was doing some sort of like thing with Enzo this week. Yeah, she uh, she seduced Enzo and got him to go to a hotel room where Rusev beat the piss out of him. And that was the only thing I saw live on Raw this week. Hey, he returns. I, I'm back, yes. It's all good. And he's better than ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> there you go, JT. I sang. <laughs> it's the break song. <laughs> I I literally, like, I, I watched, uh, I listened to the Sabres game on Monday, and then I tuned into Raw, and all I saw was, like, Enzo in his underwear getting his ass kicked. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's enough of this. <laughs> And so I watched it was a match because he was in his underwear, right? Yeah, might as well have been. Who knows? Might as well. Might as well. It took place in a hotel room, but whatever. 
Ooh, I've heard about those types of matches. <laughs> yeah, they call it apartment wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they sell it for big bucks on the DVD market. Well, apparently someone broke kayfabe and said that because they used two cameras, <laughs> the cameraman was still in the room with Lana and Rusev when she put the Do Not Disturb sign on. <laughs> so, yeah. She, uh... <laughs> <laughs> And Sylvia Thrasha sign this dubs you. Yeah, that was all the live wrestling I watched this week was Enzo in his underwear getting his ass beat by Rusev in a hotel room. Like, okay, that's... Uh, I don't know the context behind this, so I'm going to, like, not watch this. <laughs> and he got his limousine from Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, I, I saw the highlights afterwards. In Soviet Russia, live wrestling watches you. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I've I watched more wrestling. Network on my Xbox, so if I watched that live, Connect would be watching me at least. <laughs> it's true. Bill Gates has seen me do ungodly things. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he has. <laughs> Who knows who, who 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 knows what what the Apple CEOs watched me watched me do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could probably take the break song now, seeing as how Joe's back. Well, I told you guys joke. if you wanted Joe to came do the back and then show died. I told you if you wanted to do the break song, you could have messaged me, and I would have come back and no, played that's... the break song. No, we were well. That's the thing. We we, we actually kind of did had had a nice little chat while you were gone, so yes. it wasn't like we were exactly. Really I come back in the show. Die. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't your fault, but it was like you know we 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 didn't really need to take the break song while you were gone. That's all we're saying. Okay. <laughs> all right. We love. We love you, Joe. <laughs> Except Laura, but who knows if she loves anybody. That's true. And it's G's break song this week. Yeah, I don't know what the hell this is called. Sure. I don't think you can buy it either. Uh, you probably can't. I just can't. really like it. Well, this is it. This song is dedicated to the whole entire world. The whole entire world. I mean, the main thing is, like, you have to speak English. <laughs> the song's in English. Guys, come on, that's just a joke. That's just a joke. Everybody speaks English. <laughs> because we're winning. We are winning, you guys. Everyone is different. We all belong to different clubs. Diversity is beautiful. There's no need to push and shove we've all got a heart and a soul and we're all here to die we're gonna die we're gonna die we're gonna kick the bucket we're gonna buy the farm and you're gonna die and you're gonna die and your mom's gonna die sorry if she's already dead
hold hands for this part? Because it's romantic. Are you guys a couple? You should hold hands. Oh, you guys don't have anyone. Are you... Are you ladies? I don't know, maybe you're just friends or whatever, but it's about all kinds of love. So if you ladies... Yeah, it's about all kinds of love, exactly. So if you guys... If you ladies could make out, that'd be great. That's okay, no pressure, no pressure. Everybody's different and that's okay. Some people come to a show and they just like to take from a show. They don't like to give anything back. That's fine. It's about all kinds of love. We gotta love each other. Like sisters love their brothers, all kinds of love. Or like lovers love their lovers in different positions. I don't know what you guys are into, okay? That is not a judgment. That's just a public service announcement. Love, love each other like drunks. Love bars like astronomers. Love stars like Christians. Love illogical arguments. Love, love each other like ladies. Love lace like astronauts. Love space like the Quebecois. Love racism. Hey wrestling fan, are you a heel or a babyface? Do you know how to work your gimmick or are you green? If you know what these terms mean, then you are a real wrestling fan, a smart wrestling fan, and Midcard Guy Apparel understands. The folks at Midcard Guy Apparel respect professional wrestling and respect the hardcore wrestling fan. And now, you can show the world just how much you know about the business by wearing true pro wrestling insider lingo on your gear. Midcard Guy Apparel offers t-shirts, hoodies, and more for the dedicated wrestling fans, both men and women. Order today and get free shipping on your next order. Rush shipping options are also available if you need your t-shirts fast. So don't be a lumberjack. Get your exclusive professional wrestling fan apparel at midcardguy.com. That's midcardguy.com. That's our last time airing that ad. What are we going to do for money now? I wish I was midcard guy. <laughs> I just wish I had money. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, especially with the holidays coming up. Uh, I already finished my Christmas shopping. I, I haven't even started. November. I just started yesterday. Luckily, I haven't. I get... Luckily, luckily... Good. This is the one good thing about being in the union is because we finally ratified our contract and I get a I get a um, retro paycheck this this week. So you get a paycheck from the nineties? No, I get a paycheck <laughs> from the last year that I worked. I was supposed to have a, a raise. So <laughs> nice. Plus, I got a seventy-five dollar bonus from the night job. So nice. On top of the Kindle, so when Noise's next book comes out, I can actually I can download it on the Kindle and read it. I saw your 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 message to us, and I'm like, wait, Noise has a new book, and I start going yeah. through Noise's profile. Like, I didn't know he had a new book. What did I miss? <laughs> I'm too busy writing capitalist shit to write a book. 
<laughs> Just this week, I found out you can buy dog food that has cannabis in it. Really? That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, but it's not psychoactive, so it doesn't get your pets high. Uh-huh. So what's the dog point? Was, my dog was going to take a shit, but then it got high. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to go on my neighbor's lawn, but then it got high. <laughs> now I'm going to have to do this shit myself, and I know why. Hey, hey, because my dog's high, because it's high, because he's high. high. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, where are we in the show anyway, since I missed half of it? <laughs> we're on New Japan stuff? I think so. I think we're I on New Japan. Huh? And we had not gotten to that yet. So then we're there now. Um, a metric shit ton of stuff coming out of New Japan right now, just before Wrestle Kingdom. For one thing, they had the finals of World Tag League, and just like with G1, we got swerved. The team that pretty much everybody thought was going to win it did not win it, and the options for those people are looking kind of interesting. Um, for the card for the finals of World Tag League, they actually had a full you know, three-hour proper show for pretty much all the rest of it, New Japan World, which is their streaming service, was only putting up two or three <laughs> matches from the whole show. But this one, because it's the finals, they put up everything, and it was actually a pretty solid show. Most of World Tag League gets kind of blown off, and a lot of it wasn't that great, but you know, there were there were good moments in it, and the finals... Billy only had one bad match in it, and when you know who was in it, you understand why. Um, first, you had David Finley and Taguchi beating Jushin Liger and Tiger Mask. David Finley got a clean pin on Jushin Liger, and if that isn't telling you that this company has plans for him, I mean, just a couple of months ago, he was still a young lion, and now he's getting a clean pin over one of the legends of the company. That is a huge deal, and the way he reacted to it showed just what a huge deal it was. So even though it was an opening match, if you get a chance to watch it, you totally should. Uh, then you had Bullet Club in the form of the Tokyo pimp Yujiro Takahashi and a couple of his fine, fine hoes with Bad Luck Fale. They got the win over Nakanishi and Hinare. Hinare is one of their latest young lions from New Zealand. He's basically like a New Zealand Hulk. I mean, he's incredibly jacked for a young lion. Usually they're a lot smaller than he is. But his tag with Nakanishi has actually been really fun. Because even though Nakanishi's kind of immobile half the time, he's the ultimate immovable object. And you've got this great... You know, old man mentor and really big young guy who could follow in his footsteps and when both of them do some of Nakanishi's signature stomps it's just it's way more fun than it really should have been so Hinari has continued to be very impressive but he's there to take the fall in this one so bad luck Fale and Yujiro get the win here 
Yoshitatsu and Billy Gunn versus Bone Soldier and Chase Owens is the kind of match that makes people join ISIS. This was awful. But anything with Yoshitatsu and Bone Soldier is going to be awful. So, really, the winners are everyone who didn't watch this. Then you had War Machine from Ring of Honor versus Leland Race, Harley's Kid, and Brian Breaker. I'm just going to say it. Harley Race's kid sucks. He <laughs> is not good at it. His tag team partner isn't great, but he's way, way better than him. And really, Brian Breaker looks like he should be Harley Race's kid <laughs> more so than Leland Race actually does. So, yeah, I'm sure he got a chance to be in World Tag League because of who he is, but I hadn't read anything good about him before. I mean, there's a reason the only company he's worked in regularly was his dad's. So, War Machine got the win. They look really good here. The fans have really taken to them. War Machine is what Japanese fans typically like in their Western tag teams. A couple of big beefy guys who hit hard and can do occasional jaw-dropping things like leaping off the top turnbuckle to the outside and crushing their opponents beneath them. Uh, that always goes over well, and War Machine really impressed a lot of people, so hopefully they'll be back. Now, where things really start to pick up, and I guess you could say stories come together, was when the trio of Los Ingobernables de Japón with Sonata, Evil, and Bushi beat uh, the dads of New Japan, the third generation, Kojima, Tenzan, and Nagata. After the match was over, Bushi announced that the three of them wanted to challenge for the never open weight trios title currently held by Kojima, Ricochet, and David Finley. This may or may not end up being a Wrestle Kingdom match. It totally could because you've got three members of Los Ingobernables with nothing to do. But I don't, I don't think Ricochet is available for Wrestle Kingdom, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. Would be really cool if he were able to do it, and we got a title match with that. After that. Goto and Yoshihashi got the win over Juice Robinson and Shibata. Goto was fucking brutal here. He gets the win after just destroying Shibata's neck and head, which if you know anything about his injury history this year, you just cringed every time something happens. Like, that man is going to die, and that is not good. But this was important because... At the show previous to this, Shibata talked a bunch of shit about Goto, basically saying that you, know, you haven't changed anything by joining Chaos. You're just Okada's lackey, and you know you're you don't know yourself anymore. So I'll tell you, you're half-assing this whole thing. And so Goto kind of got even, but after the match, Goto takes. Shibata's never championship holds it up and then just drops it on him and now those two are fighting for the never title at Wrestle Kingdom 
I'm in the minority in that I'm really excited about this, but you know, lots of other people are saying it's overdone, it's not worthy of Wrestle Kingdom, you know, we've seen it too many times already, but here, here's the thing. Very little in New Japan booking is an accident. Everything that they do isn't great, but a lot of stuff comes into play later. We have never gotten any kind of answer as to why Okada recruited Goto to be in chaos in the first place. It never made any sense, because up to that point, Goto's the perennial choker. He's the weak link in any tag team he's in. He's floundering. He doesn't know who he is. What does Okada need him for? There has never been an answer to that. And since he's been in chaos, he hasn't changed his look. He hasn't changed his fighting style. There's been no character arc, no character development, nothing. So why? Why is he there? The night that he got recruited into chaos, the camera cut to Shibata, who had come out and was standing, not at ringside, but like at the front row of the audience, looking very displeased about it. Granted, he looked very displeased about a lot of things, but the point seemed to be that he did not like that idea. So, yeah, they have fought a lot before, but that story's not over. The last time they had a long-term feud, it took the better part of a year for Goto to win a match, and he did at Wrestle Kingdom 8, and that pretty much put the feud to an end, and they become a tag team, but then the tag team isn't very successful, and Shibata decides some tough love is in order. Goto doesn't take well to that, and they kind of float away from each other. They haven't interacted since. It's been a long time. And so I cannot shake the feeling that they're having Goto and Shibata feud again as a way to set up Shibata versus Okada for next year at the Dome. I just can't shake that this is a bump in the road to set that up because there's just too much that is unanswered right now. And if you did your story correctly, this could take you there. So we'll see, but I have theories. And uh, if any of them turn out to be right, then uh, that would be pretty awesome. Then you had Naito and Rush beat Kushida and Tanahashi after some unexpected interference from Hiromu Takahashi, known as Kamatachi when he was in Ring of Honor. He then joined Los Ingobernables. So now they've got six. And, well, Rush is part-time. He's not full-time with New Japan. He's going to go back to CMLL after World Tag League. So Rush is LIJ for life, but he's not physically there all the time. So with I can't call him Hiromu Takahashi. He's Kamatachi in my head. And they already had a Takahashi that I didn't like, so this is difficult. But if you haven't seen him, he has the most amazing jacket. His jacket is the most over thing. It's like the sparkly light jacket. And he's just, he's a guy who's kind of weird looking anyway, and he's got this really creepy, sleazy vibe about him. And apparently his new gimmick is that he licks things, which is really awkward 
but it works. Like, he showed up at the last pay-per-view, confronted Kushida, licked the junior heavyweight title belt, and now has a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. When Naito presented him with the baseball cap, same thing. So, uh, I guess Hiromu Takahashi licks things, and that's how it's going to go. However, this means that Los Ingobernables could basically take all the titles except for the world heavyweight. Because if Naito retains, and if Takahashi wins the junior heavyweight, and if the other three get the six-man, then everything they go for, they're going to hold. And that would not be a bad spot for them to be in. Then you had Okada and Ishii beat Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Okada got the win on Hangman Page, but after that, Kenny Omega rushes the ring and he hit Okada and then Ghetto with the one-winged angel and then literally stands on top of them doing Okada's Rainmaker pose. That was pretty badass. So they haven't had the interaction that a lot of fans feel they need to make Omega look like a threat, but... They've kind of showed it now that, hey, you know, I can take you out. So maybe we'll see. And then the main event for World Tag League, you had Great Bash Heel, Maccabi and Hanma, who won B-Block versus Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatonga, and Tongaloa. I can't stand either one of these teams. They had the best fucking match I've ever seen out of either team ever. I, I can't believe I'm saying that. It was really good. And Great Bash Heel wins, so that means Wrestle Kingdom, it's going to be a rematch because G.O.D. is already the champ. So right now, the card for Wrestle Kingdom is pretty stacked. The main event, heavyweight title, Okada's defending against Omega. Intercontinental title, Naito's defending against Tanahashi. Never title, Shibata's defending against Goto. Tag title, Gorillas of Destiny defending against Great Bash Heel. Junior heavyweight title, Kushida's defeating against Hiromu Takahashi. And it wasn't mentioned on this show because it didn't need to be, but the junior tag champions, the Young Bucks, are defending against Rapongi Vice. Now, that's not the only stuff at Wrestle Kingdom because Ring of Honor finally confirmed that Kyle O'Reilly is going to defend his recently won world heavyweight title against Adam Cole at the Tokyo Dome 2. New Japan loves Kyle O'Reilly. They want him full time and he's definitely going to be over with the crowd a lot more than Adam Cole is. So that's what Wrestle Kingdom is looking like now. Tomorrow they're supposed to make a big information drop for everything else they're going to announce all the other matches that they're going to put on that card plus the two cards for the road to the tokyo dome shows that lead up to that so tomorrow's going to be a big information day all right anything else going on is that uh, everything well, some of it was in the news part, so I didn't know if I should cover that or leave it for the news. If it's in the news, I'll we'll get to it. <laughs> I don't know where it was put, so I'm not sure. Eh, we'll figure it out. 
Okay. And on our way to the news, let's take a trip to JT land. Hold on just a second. Alrighty, here we go here. I, I don't know which... I don't know if you guys did JT land last week since I wasn't here, and unfortunately this... I will make the announcement. Today will be the last one of 2016 since I will not be here next week. All right. So this will be the last week this year for last last JT Lynn of 2016. So here we go for some fuck money time. AJ got a rip in his butt. Praying no more crackers for dinner. TLC stands for tuna lettuce chinchilla. (laughs) I am a meat... I'm a meat sauce dragon. Hashtag, I am thankful for being able to convince the sample guy to give out, wait, the sample give out dude at Costco to allow me an extra piece of aged cheese. Black Friday is the day an angel gave me their wings to fly into space. <laughs> Chic Tweets, brought to you by Jameson. Oh, I don't know. Not really, but whatever. <laughs> I got Jameson. Okay. Pokemon, go fuck yourself. Nikolai Volkov, Nikolai Volkov is the only Russia I know, Bubba. What's more interesting, this or if I suplex the pat on his neck for a fucking vowel? <laughs> at, at Monopoly UK, immediately go fuck yourself and do not pass the go or I break your fucking neck. If you ever say chill and like a villain, forever, go fuck yourself. And the Grammy goes to, go fuck yourself. NFL, you be careful before I suplex you, low-life organization, jabroni. On your mark, get set. Go fuck yourself. If I had a crystal ball, i tell you to go fuck yourself in advance. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go with some kayfabe news. WikiLeaks scandal. Did Lana and Russo rig the American election? Trump appoints Dixie Carter as a much smaller business administrator. <laughs> Jericho and Owens, stupid. Jericho and Owens have mind-blowing makeup sex. <laughs> <laughs> Kayfabe News, now world's most reliable news source by default. <laughs> <laughs> Linda McMahon betrays Vince by aligning with foe who shaved his head. (laughs) WWE replaces ladder matches with more challenging grease pole matches. (laughs) (sighs) UFC to introduce ladder matches. Sorry. Trump to ban import of shoddy tables from Spanish-speaking countries. <laughs> Joyous Japanese crowd celebrates Nakamura a victory with extra polite applause. Yeah, pretty much. Fans chant, you still got it, after wrestler's two-week hiatus. <laughs> Study, 78% of, of signs in wrestling audience held upside down. Two more and we'll be done. Down on his luck, DiBiase begs passerby to shove money in his mouth. 
And last but not least, new 105 Live to showcase WWE's kids division. <laughs> I don't remember what I was watching, but like somebody came out and they didn't do anything. And the crowd was just like, you still got it. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It was something this week I was watching. That was just... a few weeks ago when Undertaker came back. Was it? Yeah, he just walked out to the ring and he chanted it. Yeah, that's probably it. I, I don't know. It was something like somebody came out and they it's just like they, he didn't do anything. What the fuck? Yeah, that that was the Undertaker. WWE. Uh, well, that's uh, I gotta. I'm jumping ahead of myself here, like way ahead of myself. All right. Anybody have anything? G noise. You guys have anything for your segments? I did, but it's really long, so I'll save it till next week when JT's not here and I've got more time. Cool. News is, 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 is stupid, sexy Flanders. Kudos to AngryMarks.com, ShowerThoughtsSheamus.com, Joe Never Sent, G Barkley.Liar, BritCuntsNews.UK, Find Triple H's Penis.edu, Joe's Broken Penis.com, Healy.org, Joe's AJ Styles Fan Page. Angelfire.jp, slash Canadian is Surrey. I member dot I dot member dot prepare thy anus dot edu. I wish I was a little bit taller dot net dot com dot ussr. Coaster needs more beer dot gofeedme dot com. Fact Billy Corgan's eyes dot kickstarter dot uk. Daily is the Bullet Club going to debut soon thread, which is even more relevant now. Piss on Mavenfan dot fl dot gov. Unnecessary Joe Kent Facebook status updates and birthday obsessions dot eating a sandwich dot fuck. JT's drunken dot foot dot com. The news gets shorter each week because G gives less of a fuck accordingly dot apathy. This might explain why there is no news one week. Dot, yep. This joke is getting old. Dot, Trump's, America, Trump's America don't care. No, it's Trump's America don't care. Pr- pronounce it right. Trump's Joe. America don't care. Kind of serious, <laughs> though, just saying. Dot, edu. Use Daniel Spoons. Dot, biz. Joe fucked up. Dot, live. Dot, always. Poonslayer. JT. Dot, farmers only. Dot, com. <laughs> Joe cannot read. Dot, or. Dot, can. Dot, he. Discount Heat Emporium. Cheapheat.com. And, of course, our friends at Spatula City. Spatula City. Spatula City. And a friendly reminder of some stupid shit you didn't care about in the first place. WWE has confirmed that the Wyatt family will be allowed to defend the SmackDown Tag Team titles under free buzzard rules. <laughs> whether, you know, whether you like it or not, the Charlotte vs. Sasha Banks feud is scheduled to continue for the foreseeable future because it's only been a couple of years of feuding. In fact, Banks will defend the title against Charlotte at Roadblock, end of the line, on December 18th. Let's talk about the Roman Reigns problem. He's alive and appears on my wrestling television show. <laughs> the Jack Swagger one was good. The original thread was a Jack Swagger one, and there was a lot of Simpsons references in there. <laughs> Page's 60-day suspension ended on Friday. Speaking of Del Rio, this may come as a surprise to you. It did to us. But even after leaving WWE for the second time, he still thinks highly of Vince McMahon. He and Paige say they'd rather see McMahon as president instead of Donald Trump. Yeah, close enough. Linda McMahon's in the cabinet. Yeah, meat. Can we have no po- poli- can we have no politics rule on here? Also, Linda McMahon is Trump's person he chose. Fuck yeah, wrestling is real. <laughs> President-elect Trump has picked Linda McMahon to head the Small Business Administration. <laughs> we have a McMahon in, in, in the cabinet. 
According to according to Reuters, WWE may have trouble expanding into China if they are found to be inconsistent with the country's values by Chinese regulators, who are probably already taking a dim view of the U.S. due to President-elect Trump's negative comments about the country. His appointment of Linda McMahon to head the Small Business Administration may only make matters worse. Uh, yeah, this uh, Shane probably doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, this, according to uh, Gabe Pride, Meltzer tweeted that wrestlers are involved in storylines. That Meltzer never knows what he's talking about. Mickey James, Mickey James has been confirmed to have signed a multi-year, reportedly three-year deal with the WWE, and she will be joining the SmackDown brand in January. Yay! Speaking of yay, it looks like comedian. Gabriel Iglesias is booked for SmackDown Live next week. Fluffy! I love Fluffy. It's polarizing. That's going to be with their Christmas episode, I take it, right? <laughs> Who knows? Is it, or how does how does no. the dates line up here? Well, no, maybe not. That's, that's going to be WWE week. No, sure. I don't know. When every the week's ha- WWE week. Every week's well, WWE well, that's I saw an ad for WWE Week on the USA Network, but it's like you have Raw on Mondays and SmackDowns on Tuesdays, all on the USA Network. Like, when isn't it WWE Week? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? No, I now, that, the, now Monday, that... the Monday is the twenty sixth, right? So technically, Christmas is over. Yeah, I got that's yeah, it's got to be the Christmas episode then. Who Yay. knows? Actually, this is the this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. If this is, so I'm looking at the calendar. Is it is this this Tuesday? Is Monday. Okay, but is this for <laughs> this Tuesday or is this for next Tuesday that that uh, Gabriel Iglesias is going to be on? I'm assuming it's this upcoming week, but I don't fucking care. So this upcoming week. This is <laughs> this is the go home show. No, wait, never mind. That was last week. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. That's probably the week after. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But, uh, you know, we need to take... uh, Let's go to somebody more credible, like Baron Corbin, explaining why SmackDown is better. (laughs) What more could you want? You've got me, Mojo Rawley, and The Ascension. (laughs) Plus, we got this indie... (laughs) Plus, we got this indie fucker who we keep putting over our heavyweight champion. This chick we picked up from some Korean ninja movie last January. It's some compelling shit. I'll tell you what. And when Eva Marie comes back, oh man, oh man, oh man, I've got three words for you. Work rate. So it's clearly the better show. <laughs> well, on second thought, maybe it's not. Perhaps it's just some bullshit that idiot Smarks came up with who can't differentiate between the fact that both Raw and SmackDown are WWE products. Maybe it's the fact it's only two hours. Except that 205 Live is on after. And Talking Smack. Hmm. Actually, I guess it's longer now. Actually. Of course, in January, I'll be hopping over to Raw and making an intergender tag team with Sasha Banks. Heyman wants to make us Debaldi's 2000. <laughs> I, can, I, I can 100% confirm that's exactly what Baron Corbin said. That's on a podcast. Yeah, Cold totally. Banner. Yeah. <laughs> word for word. Word for word. Drew, Gal- uh, Drew Gulak is 100% signed with WWE now, and WWE is said to be in an acquisition mode regarding new talent. But old talent can fuck right off. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, outsider term. LOL, alcohol, alcoholism and quadricep injuries. 
According to Jim Ross, Lita isn't even under a WWE Legends contract. She's no longer with the company in any capacity. Jerry Lawler is also officially off WWE pre-shows, but is still under a WWE Legends contract for various appearances and special events. WWE kids. <laughs> what? Oh, they, no, they wouldn't let him make children. <laughs> I was t tagging with Frankie Feathers, Joe. That's, that's his next ex-wife. Uh, actually, yeah, she's got a point. Tagging with Frankie Feathers, they can be the heels of this roster. <laughs> WWE writer Tom Casillo has been straight fired. He was considered to be one of the architects of the women's revolution over the last two years. You see what I did there? Yeah, I saw. Okay. Saw someone saw. Yeah. <laughs> the suffering is real when I do these fucking news notes this morning. God damn it. Uh Colby Carino's arrest last Saturday came when police received a call in regards to an unresponsive person and arrived at the residence to find Carino unresponsive on the floor, and the person he was with said they took opiates. Colby woke up, admitted to the same, and was transported to a local hospital. When police searched the residence, they found a grinder, a bag of marijuana, hypodermic needles, baggies, suspected mushrooms, multiple purple pill ca capsules of an unknown substance, a rock-like substance sus suspected of heroin, multiple glass vials of an unknown substance suspected to be steroids, and white residue with a cut of drinking uh, with a cut drinking straw. Carino and the other person in the house were hit with a resale charge due to the amount of drugs found, and Colby was also caught flicking a bag out of his shoe in jail, and that's believed to be meth. This will, this will undoubtedly put a plan uh, put an end to his plans to go to New Japan. Uh yeah. I mean <laughs> okay, you you can say that um Matt Bourne and Matt Seidel was a bit stupid to have, like, three grams of weed. That is a shitload of drugs. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Making Hunter S. Thompson look like a friggin' uh, cowboy. That's like Jeff Hardy's trunk. <laughs> <laughs> but what I want to know is, is the E still going to hire his dad? Hey, that's a good question. Uh, he already you know, hired him. supposed to come over and work at the performance center or something are they yeah. going to drop him now because I think they might I wouldn't be shocked if they did but it's not like it was him with the drugs it was his kid yeah exactly but you know how petty that he is and how it's... reputation conscious they are yeah. it's like oh your kid did this so we don't want you here either I mean they would do that I'm not saying it's right or that they should but would you really be shocked if they rescinded his offer now no, suppose not. Cody Rhodes is the newest member of the Bullet Club. King of the three-star match, Cody Rhodes to join Bullet Club. There's no way this doesn't change pro wrestling as we know it. I'm literally shaking with excitement at all the okay matches we're going to get. <laughs> the, the, the video is actually pretty good. If you haven't seen it, it's yeah. worth a look. It's really well put together. And apparently... His first match in New Japan is going to be with Juice Robinson because Juice Robinson has demanded a match with Cody Rhodes. And yet, I would have just completely ignored that once upon a time. But Juice Robinson is a totally, totally different guy than what CJ Parker used to be in NXT. But it's interesting that he's changed companies, but he's still the jobber to the stars. Well, Wait, which one? Uh, CJ. 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, she, she pushed it up on me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What are you looking at? A Walking Dead post. Yeah, we have our own Walking Dead group. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I can't see it. What are you looking at? But, okay. Well, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll link you. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Oh, but in New Japan, Juice Robinson is not a jobber to the stars. He's basically one level above Young Lion, and the fact that he's been you know, teaming with guys like Tanahashi, getting legitimate wins over guys more important than him in tag matches, he's not a jobber by the standards of how they operate. He's a guy they're prepping for bigger and better things. I don't think you could call it the same thing. They have a connection back when he was with the company. Were both of them were with the company, I should say? I don't think they ever met because Cody was on the big stage the whole time and CJ Parker was just in NXT. Yeah. So why have I been seeing so much of this fucking elf guy that Negan's bashing the brains in of? Oh, the elf on the shelf? Is that what it is? What that's, is this? Yeah, that's some dumbass thing that people do. Yeah, that's what I was gonna explain. It's 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 a it's a pop vinyl of Negan standing over a bashed in the head elf on the, elf on the shelf, and it says, "Please remember this Christmas, half your shit belongs to Negan." Hmm. Well, that 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 explains. I've seen a few memes. This is better though. <laughs> or sorry, I've seen a few m m memes. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry jam everywhere. <laughs> Silas Young has signed a new one-year deal with Ring of Honor that allows him to work indie dates that don't conflict with ROH bookings. In fact, he's on the next Empire State Wrestling show in January. Well, he's the man's man, you know that, he, right? He is the man's man, yes. The last real man. Last... Yes, but is he, a, is he a man? Such a man. Yes, he looks like a man. <laughs> He's a real man's man. Uh, Billy Corrigan's lawsuit against Young, please. <laughs> Billy Corrigan's lawsuit against TNA Impact Ventures was finally dismissed on Monday. Corrigan will be responsible for paying all court costs, but because the lawsuit was dismissed without prejudice, Corrigan can always refile later on. Anthem Media. Anthem Media, the fight network, now appears to be the sole financial backer of TNA Impact Ventures and may now even be the 100% owner. Anthem's executive VP, Nor Ed Nordholm, is working out of the TNA offices in Nashville now. TNA has offices? It's a broom closet. <laughs> didn't they convert their merch warehouse into an office because they didn't sell any merch? Yes, that's true. Hey, I bought, I bought, I've got TNA merch. Do you have, have a Dixie I, Carter action figure? No, no, I have, they I have sell a, them. I have a Christian, I have a Christian Cage t-shirt. Um, I have an Abyss DVD. I think they're still selling those AJ Styles gloves. I think they are. <laughs> I think I have a couple of DVDs from them. I think I have one of the, one of the best of the bloodiest brawls DVDs. I have a lot of wrestling TVs, but I think those are the ones I, all of the ones I have. 
I think I might have the Abyss one, too. I'm not sure. Hmm. I actually asked for, like, volume two of the, the bloodiest brawls, scars and stitches, and my, my, my aunt freaked out. She's like, what the hell is this you're asking for me for Christmas? I'm like, uh, don't worry about it. You want the list? I gave you a list. <laughs> just, just don't. If you don't want to buy it from me, don't. Buy it. This is the same aunt that that refused to buy me Faith No More's Angel Dust because it was the name of drugs, and she thought I was gonna go do drugs and kill myself. <laughs> <sighs> TNA's deals with the tribunal, Basile Baraka and Baron Dax have expired, and they're not expected back. Given that it was proving too difficult to book one of the uh, to book them when one of them lived in France and the other lived in Canada. Pretend you know who they are. <laughs> I actually do know who they are. <laughs> Isn't that the guy who used to be Sylvester Lafort in the other one? Yes. That is exactly who they are. Is Baraka is he going back to Mortal Kombat? <laughs> <laughs> the Young Bucks helped bring the Matt Hardy video to ROH, which aired during Final Battle. The two teams have been wanting to work together for some time. This from 4CFS on Reddit. Total nonstop deletion hasn't happened yet, but I've already started masturbating to it. <laughs> yeah, the circle joke begins. The wrestlers involved in the concussion lawsuit against WWE will be getting an update via conference call on January 12th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're getting shit. Even though Vince McMahon initially gave his approval for WWE to pursue partnerships with indie promotions to air their content on WWE Network, he has reportedly reversed course in the last week based on a recent WWE survey that indicated indie promotions would increase their overhead cost without significantly increasing new subscribers. Jeez, a survey. I wonder how legit it was. <laughs> it wasn't on the WWE app, so it was probably good. I only tolerate America's systematic racism and the mass murder of unarmed black men because there's a chance it might eventually get David Otunga off of my TV. <laughs> I want him to bleed out on a sidewalk in Florida, ASAP. You know, I'm not a fan of his, but I would never say that. I, I'm, I'm trying to read the... reading them this week. I, I, I cut them all out of my section. I'm trying to read the, uh, trying to read the name of the guy. I'd say. TB Challenge the Sun or something like that on Reddit said that. The Bailey Bears or Pervert Smart uh, Pervert Smart yeah, Pervert Smart Fuck Dolls advertised on Raw will be featured in the next Slam Crate. Yay! The I guess you're missing next next month's show after you get your doll right, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Slam Crate. I have Pro Wrestling Crate still. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm sure they're on this show. If you can buy one. <laughs> the Bella Twins' new YouTube channel was suspended this week uh, for, su for multiple or severe violations of YouTube's policy against spam, deceptive practice practices, and misleading content or other terms of service violations. Yeah, apparently this was just a big YouTube bug, so it's not something they did. A lot of uh... accounts were hit with that for no reason. I see. Hey, man. Don't blame don't them break. anyway, just because. Yeah, I still want to blame them. Okay, cool. We'll do that. But you, you could have learned how to make. Uh, what, what is she making? Broccoli wings or some shit this week? 
Apparently, they were teaching Dean Ambrose to dance while he was hungover. Quality. <laughs> I, I like the fact that they, they did spam better. That's a better story. I'll stick with that. It's more entertaining. You don't even have to make that up. <laughs> it's back, kind of. Yeah. Joe asked to pre-read this one. I was like, I don't trust you anymore. Oh, no, it's not that. I'm just looking to see because I think, like, was there New Japan stuff I didn't find? Is that the stuff that was earlier in the document? Uh, I think, well, you covered most of it. I think the only thing didn't include was that all the members of Suzuki Gun are done with Noah and are leaving the company. Where they're going to go, we aren't sure because they've all... The ones who had titles lost it. Minoru Suzuki lost a loser leaves the company match because after the sale of pro wrestling Noah, that working relationship has just suddenly ended. So all the cross promotional stuff has suddenly come screeching to a halt. Um, most fans had expected to have a returning Suzuki show up and challenge Shibata for the Never title at Wrestle Kingdom, but since that isn't happening, the fact that Ishii doesn't have anything going on and he's about the only other person who is brutally violent enough to stand with Minoru Suzuki, he could still show up at Wrestle Kingdom and have a match. We don't know yet. Hopefully we'll know tomorrow. Hmm. Alright, and... Our Total Divas preview for the week. Erratic behavior by Paige leads to missed work and an intervention by Renee. And obviously by erratic behavior, we mean doing rails of coke off of Del Rio's Fandango. Hello. Are you do- Hello. Are you doing today? Hope pretty well. I have a business proposal to discuss with you. Kindly send me an email so we can discuss on email to email and later we chat on Skype. Email kamisbuharun250 at gmail.com. Regards, Mr. H.E. Kamis Muhammad Baroon. Uh, meanwhile, Nikki goes against Bree's wishes when she asks Brian for help with her comeback. No offense, but that just screams of cosmic self-entitlement. In the face of stark reality of the eventual heat death of the universe, you're going to push away the existential dilemma by assuming everything is somehow solvable? All that straight from E. That's the, we got it all from their website. Now, I did actually see a clip. I don't know if it was from Divas or Bellas, but apparently Brian did teach Nikki the Rainmaker. <laughs> and I really wish she had used it as her finisher. Smart tears, people. Smart tears. <laughs> yeah, well, heads on pikes. Uh, yeah. Anybody with anything else to add? We've somehow lasted two hours. Yes, for once, we actually went a whole two hours on this show. Ew. God bless the XFL. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Well, then. I'm at Think So Joe for at G of the Internet, at Random Redhead, at Mark underscore Noise, at Book Junkie Jaina, at uh, El Generico, who's not here. We're at that's BoardWrestlingFan.com. Board Wrestling... Uh, you guys hear this exit every week. I don't fucking feel like saying it. <laughs> I, I just want to throw it out there. I just wanted to wish everybody a happy holiday season. This is my last my last show of the year, so I wish everybody a happy, safe holiday season, and I will see you guys all in 2017. Yeah, see you then.
Eh, fuck Santa. <laughs> Krampus will get you all. 